0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the Second Epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, St. Peter, Christ's True Pastor, preached July twenty second, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the first chapter of Second Peter, beginning with verse 12. St. Peter, Christ's True Pastor
1: pastor Saint Peter in this text 2nd Peter chapter 1 12 through 15 speaks of the importance of the holy scriptures without the holy scripture there would be no knowledge of our lord and savior Jesus Christ Westminster Confession of Faith chapter 1 does not start with of God and the Holy Trinity. It starts with of the Holy Scripture. The word of God is the primary means of grace. No word of God means No salvation of God. The church that will not preach the word of God. Is of the devil. The synagogue of Satan. Point number one. Saint Peter called, sinned and restored. 2nd Peter is the last portion of scripture from Pastor St. Peter he was called by Jesus for the gospel ministry Mark chapter 1 16 through 18 but he denied his Lord Matthew 26 69 through 75 he denied his savior Jesus Christ three times before Jesus was crucified for our salvation as our atonement but Jesus prayed for him Luke twenty-two thirty-one and 32. Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Let me tell you, his prayer is always effectual. He is praying for you right now, sir. In heaven. And the Holy Spirit is praying for you here. Romans 8. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And after his resurrection... Jesus restored Peter especially to the pastoral ministry John 21:15 through 19 when they had finished eating Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of John do you love me more than these it is a question He asked to every one of us. It is his demand. That you love God with all your heart. With all your soul. With all your strength. And with all your mind. Yes Lord he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me truly? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, pastor my sheep. In the Greek, pastor my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. He will prove that he loved Jesus Christ more than his own life then he said to him follow me and St. Peter's wrote in 1 Peter 5 1 through 4 to the elders among you I appeal as fellow elder a witness of Christ's sufferings and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed be shepherds Of God's flock. That is under your care. And when the chief shepherd appears. You will receive a crown of glory. That will never fade away. Do you love Jesus Christ. More than your own life. Jesus asked him three times. Do you love me more than these? More than your life itself? He had denied Jesus because he loved his life more than Jesus. He did not fully understand the cost of discipleship. There are a lot of people who are saved in a fake, false way because they heard preaching by people who went and not sent. This country is full of false shepherds. Matthew 10:37 through 39, Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Second point, Peter the pastor I said he answered the question of Jesus, do you love me more than these? In the affirmative three times. Now Jesus gives him the charge. What is the charge? Feed my lambs, pastor my sheep, sheep belonging to Jesus Christ, who is the great shepherd, the good shepherd, the chief shepherd of the sheep. And feed my sheep. Friends, we are Christ's sheep. Jesus loved us and died in our place for our sins to make us sinners, saints of God, sons and daughters of God. So we read in Ephesians five twenty-five through 27, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. Saint Peter was commissioned by the chief shepherd to be a good pastor, feeding Christ's sheep with the bread of the word of God and depart to paradise by way of crucifixion second Peter is his last word to the church especially our text today Jesus said I'm the bread of life feed the sheep by the word I'm the bread of life he who comes to me will never go hungry And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Hudson Taylor read that verse and went to China as a missionary. Believing the truth of that verse. Listen to the last words of the saints. First Moses. This is the last word. It's very important. When Moses finished reciting Deuteronomy 32, 45 through 47 all these words to all Israel he said to them take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day so that you may command not beg command God commanded Moses Moses commanded the people Jesus said himself, teaching them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you. In this church, I don't beg you, sir. I command. And if you are the elect of God, you will hear the word, believe the word, and obey the word, and be blessed by the word. Command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. Parents, do you command your children to obey Jesus Christ? They are not just idle words for your empty myth, fake gospel. They are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess listen to the last words of Joshua Joshua 24 14 now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness throw away the gods of your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt serve the Lord Do you want to hear the last words of Jesus Christ? Matthew 28 Then Jesus came to them and said All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Therefore go and make disciples of all nations Missionary to the world, sir That's what pastor is baptizing them in the name of the Father, under the Son, under the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You want to hear the last word of St. Paul? 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, For I am already being pulled out like a drink offering and the time Has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me. On that day. And not only to me. But also to all who have longed for his appearing. St. Peter is reminding us the gospel. These things, verse 12. That's what we do, sir. I preach the Bible commanding you to hear and obey and be blessed. These things, verse 12, stand for the full knowledge of the gospel. Revealed in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The inspired words of the holy prophets and the apostles. Which revealed the way of salvation through faith in the person and work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Sir. The primary means of grace second peter 3 1 and 2 dear friends this is now my second letter to you i have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking how is your thinking do you think biblically god knows our imagination god knows our thoughts I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. These things is the word of God. 2nd Peter 1, 2 and 3. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through what, sir? The knowledge of God. Epignosis. And of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us. By his own glory and goodness. 2 Peter 1.8, for if you possess these qualities in, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18 says, this is the last verse in his last epistle. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Most churches in the world do not preach the unadulterated word. They add to the scripture, subtract from the scripture. And above all they misinterpret the scripture. Giving rise to many heresies, and chapter two of Second Peter is given over to teachers' heresies. That people from the church went away, abandoning the gospel. Second Peter two one through three but there were also false prophets among the people just as there will be false teachers among you they will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves they will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who Bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways. And will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed for money sir. Money, 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 money. In their greed these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Let me read to you from Galatians 1, 8 and 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, Let him be eternally condemned. This is God's word for false pastors who went and not sent. Who preach for making money. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Meaning, go to hell forever. And I believe in hell and heaven, both eternal. Second Corinthians 11.4 If someone comes to you, greedy pastors... And preachers a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit demonic spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen through fifteen. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading, pretending as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants, pastors, went, not sent, masquerades as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Through the preaching of the pure gospel, you trust in Jesus and be saved, and you add to your faith, moral excellence, knowledge, self control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love in increasing measure. To make one's calling and election sure And receive a rich welcome to paradise at death As a true pastor Saint Peter counsels the church To live in obedience to the gospel Peter's flock heard the gospel preached They trusted in Jesus They know the truth They are firmly established in the truth, that is, they are being made strong by the gospel. Peter is being obedient to the charge he received from his Lord. What was the charge? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you are turned back, what's strengthen your brothers. That's what he is doing by preaching the gospel. Amen. By preaching the word and teaching the word and through biblical counseling. A true pastor appointed by the Holy Spirit and sent by Christ with the word discharges his holy duty Romans 10:14 and 15 how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless they are sent By whom, sir? By Christ, who appointed St. Peter. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Ephesians 4.11 It was Christ Jesus who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, you want to spit on his face go ahead you spit on the face of Jesus as we read today they spat on him respect respond and what sir? receive a blessing Acts twenty, twenty-seven and twenty-eight, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which Holy Spirit not you Holy Spirit has made you overseers be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. Acts 20.32 Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which can build you up strengthen you edify you and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The scripture alone is the very word of God inspired In the school of theology, you learned about the inerrancy of scripture. Scripture is the word of God and so the word of eternal life. And Peter says in this chapter, verse 21, And the prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were, what's her? carried along by the holy spirit st paul says the same thing second timothy 3:15 through 17 and how from infancy timothy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation The word of God alone is able to make you wise unto salvation when you hear and believe. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture, Old and New Testament, is God breathed and is useful for teaching. That's number one. We do that. Number two, you don't like it, rebuking, sir. I may teach you and what, sir? Rebuke you, correct you and train you in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life and John 6:63 6, the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words i have spoken to you are spirit and they are what's are life pastor peter is preaching the word why is it he's reminding He said it is inspired word. And he is reminding because what sir? We tend to what sir? Forget. Because we are sinners saved by grace. And he speaks about reminding. Verse 12, verse 13, verse 15. But let me read to you what Moses says in Deuteronomy 4. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Deuteronomy 4.23 Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he... Made with you. Do not make yourselves for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. Psalm 103, verse 2 Praise the Lord, O my soul, and what, sir? Forget, not Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our sins and He heals all our diseases. He redeems us and so on. St. Paul does the same. He also reminds us from the scripture. Romans fifteen fifteen. I have written you quite boldly on some points, as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me. 1 Corinthians 15, 1, Now brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. 2nd Peter 2.14 keep reminding them of these things warn them before God against quarreling and so on John says the same thing he reminds us too 1st John 2.21 I do not write to you because you do not know the truth but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth And the Holy Spirit's, one of his functions is to make you remember, remind you. John 14, 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He reminds me even in the daytime and at nighttime. And I write it down. And the apostles, they all preached the gospel, sir. Not psychology, not mythology, not lie. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Acts chapter 6, brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom, we will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to prayer and what's The ministry of the word. It's serious business, the ministry of the word. Second Timothy four, one through five, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom I give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and courage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine Instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their reaching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge All the duties of your ministry, that's what I do, sir. The third point is, Peter knows of his imminent death. Pastor Peter knows he has not much time left. He must die soon, depart from this world to paradise via crucifixion. Before that he must complete the task of feeding the lambs and the sheep belonging to Christ with the word. So he is writing his last epistle of the word of God. And he says in chapter 1 verse 15, I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things second Peter 3 one dear friends this is now my second letter to you I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you towards a wholesome thinking. he makes reference to his death four times in our text 13, 14 again 14 and 15. His body is called a tent. Meaning, life in this fallen world is temporary even for believers in Jesus Christ. Paul also said the same thing. 2 Corinthians 5 1. Now we know that if the earthly tent We live in is destroyed. Speaking realistically of death, sir. We have a building from God. Not a tent. A building from God. An eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. We have to wait for it until Jesus comes again. He calls his death as exodus. A departure to Paradise. Book number two is called Exodus from Egypt to Canaan. Exodus means you are going someplace to the presence of God in heaven. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah discussed with Jesus his departure, his exodus, his death on the cross. That is his accomplishing of our redemption. Friends, let me ask you a question. Do you want to die a good death? Then live a good life in obedience to the will of God in the Word of God. Westminster Shorter Catechism asked the first question What is the chief end of man? To honor God, to obey God, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 2 Corinthians five nine. so we make it our goal to please him whether we are at home in the body or away from it. First Peter 4:11, if anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. if anyone serves, he should do it with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. to him be glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God with your body. And finally, the fourth point is, Peter served God in Holy Ghost power. He shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and he shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. Holy Ghost. We read recently about the parable of ten virgins where oil stands for what, sir? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost regenerates us Holy Ghost indwells in us, He guides us always, He empowers us, He enlightens the scripture to us, He never leaves us when we face troubles, even death. He takes us to heaven via death. Paul says death is gain and Paul says it is what's a far better. Philippians one twenty three. So let me read to you, Ephesians 1:18 and 19. I pray also, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe incomparably great power for us who believe that we may live that life which God demands of us. Power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ power of the Holy Ghost Pentecostal power Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Colossians 1.29 To this end I labor struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me, sir. You don't have to be weak and miserable and wretched. Ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And you will be strengthened by God's power. Paul says in Philippians 4.13 I can do everything through him who gives me strength continually. Let me give you a secret. Jesus Christ himself lived his life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 4, 1 through 11, book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death and so on. In other words, Christ died on the cross by the Holy Spirit. Friends, death is not punishment for the elect. Why? Having been justified by faith, we have what, sir? Peace with God. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, God's people go to paradise. To the thief who trusted in Jesus, Jesus said to him from the cross, Today you'll be with me in paradise. And he died first and waiting in paradise for the thief to arrive. And we all go to paradise. Jesus Christ destroyed our fear of death. He destroyed, defeated the devil and the power of death. Friends, let me tell you. Final point, nothing can separate us from God's eternal love for us. For you, sir. Whether you are rich or poor, it makes no difference. God loves you. Romans 8, 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He cites 17 things, sir. Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No! In all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation he is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord but if you are a sinner you will die in your sins Jesus said I told you that you will die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. But if you believe in Jesus Christ, death is gain, death is better by far, death is precious in God's sight. Those who die in Christ are those who are blessed by God blessed are those who die in the Lord at death your spirits enter without sin to enjoy God's presence forever and ever I wrote a book on the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 23 Peter is facing death by crucifixion yet he focuses on his pastoral ministry Of feeding the flock to him and his flock. Christian life is joy unspeakable and full of glory. See him. He is about to be beheaded in the morning. Acts chapter 12 verse 7. He was sleeping, trusting in Jesus Christ and an angel came and hit him hard because he was asleep the peace of God that transcends all understanding guarded his heart and mind in Christ Jesus don't fear sir don't fear anything if God is for us who can be what? against us application sir In this church, the pastors as under shepherds feed the lambs, pastor the sheep, feed the sheep by preaching the word and teaching the word, counseling by the word. We bring the word to people by preaching and teaching four times a week. Leaders get together for edification three times a week. We teach theology once a week. We baptize believers as required. We celebrate Holy Communion at least once a week. Prayer meeting once a week. Exercise biblical discipline as required. We gather for fellowship frequently to pray for and help and comfort and strengthen people. We evangelize daily. Worldwide gospel ministry is going on all the time. Top school, Grace Academy, books published by Grace and Glory Publishing. The people in this church read scriptures daily, Old Testament and New Testament, three to five chapters daily in one year. They read Old Testament through one time and New Testament through two times. So that we can remind ourselves of the word of God that gives us life. So they are reminded of the scriptures daily. Therefore this church is a scripture centered church. Which loves God's holy people everywhere. They know the scriptures. They are firmly established and strengthened in the scriptures. They are daily reminded of the scriptures. As a result, our members fulfill Second Peter 3.18. They grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray. That you bless your people. We yes. read. The lambs are your lambs. The sheep are your sheep. For whom your son died. Yes. Oh Lord. Bless them. Bless all of us. To do your work. Yes. In this world. Yes. And when death comes. Help us. Without fear. Through death. To arrive in paradise to enjoy God's presence forever and ever. Amen.
0: Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, To find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.